I do hope you're doing well. It is Sunday, February 13th. Purdue has just uh, not lost to Maryland. Uh, final score, 62-61. Um, excuse me for not being enthused. Um, this is... Uh, I'm going to ask you guys a question. You're Purdue fans out there. Uh, if you're watching this, you're a Purdue fan. I, I would think most Maryland fans wouldn't stop by my YouTube feed to uh, see my thoughts after after that. Whatever that was. If I were a Maryland fan for that game, I'd say, wow, uh, almost got it done. Um, Maryland uh, is, is not good. They're an 11-win team. Purdue is a 22-win team. Uh, Purdue is coming uh, on the heels of a horrible, horrible half of basketball versus Michigan and Ann Arbor. And what they did after playing uh, maybe the worst half of basketball in Ann Arbor, they played a worse half to start the game versus Maryland. Fewer points than they've scored all season. Then they played a worse half still, I would argue. Well, at least the first 10 to 12 minutes, 14 minutes, something like that. Just a horrible, horrible brand of basketball. I had a guy at the end of the game on Twitter uh, write me a note that said, go away, they got the win. And here I'm going to say something to you. If you're out there listening, if you're that guy, okay, don't ever come on this feed again. Don't follow me on Twitter and don't associate with me in person because you don't get basketball. This feed is about sports. I'd like to be friendly with people telling me to go away. Get out of here, jackass, with all that. Okay? Let's just, let's just, let's be consistent as Purdue fans. Okay? Let's make a deal together as a group. Let's, let's make a deal. Most Purdue fans I know in December thought Purdue looked like a Final Four contending team. So our expectations were raised at that point. So when you play a game versus a really, really bad basketball team like Maryland, they are bad. They're so bad that they lost their coach in the middle of the season. They're very bad. Okay? They played to a level today that was better than Purdue. I'll give credit where credit's due. Purdue beat the hell out of itself, though, is what really happened. You had Jaden Ivey, the look on his face. I don't know if he had the flu or was upset that he didn't get a birthday gift that he wanted because it was his birthday today, guys, by the way. I don't know what's going on with this Purdue team. But I can tell you, the idea of a wake-up call, whatever we just saw, that was the opposite of that. Purdue played very bad versus Michigan, and they played worse versus Maryland. Purdue was the third best team in America. They're probably going to be, I'm guessing, seven or eight now. Maybe if they're lucky. I mean, they could be six just because most people didn't see the game. The problem is it's Super Bowl Sunday. There's nothing on TV other than women's basketball right now and the Purdue game. So everybody saw what Purdue did. Everybody saw what they did and how bad they were. And that they were down by 10 points with, what, nine minutes left? Goodness gracious. Let's just be honest, okay? That's it. If you go to the Purdue games every year with the exact same expectation, you're just like, I just want to see a competitive game. I'm a Purdue grad, and well, all shucks. I just want them to be good this year. I hope they compete. Coach Painter's put together a good team, and dag nabbit, that's enough for me. Well, you're different than me because this year I came in with an idea that this team should make a run at the Final Four. I can tell you, unless 
a miracle happens leadership-wise. This team doesn't belong in a Final Four discussion. That's what I saw. I saw a team that is rudderless. And you can blame that on whomever you want. You can put it on the, on the feet of Painter if you want to. You can put it at the feet of Ivy. You can put it at the feet of Williams and Hunter and Stefanovic, the seniors. Wherever you want. It's your call. I don't care. But I just see a team that is rudderless. I see a team that doesn't have uh, the leadership that I hope they had. I see a team that doesn't understand wake-up calls, which they should by now. They really should. After the Rutgers game, they really didn't come out like, like they were fired out of a cannon the next game, right? After the Wisconsin game, they didn't come out the next game like angry. After the IU game, they didn't come out angry. And sure as hell, after the Michigan game, they came out like they were in the middle of a winner's nap. So there's an issue here. That's what I was saying. You know what the issue is? The issue is quite simple. It's the same issue they've had over and over. Defense is a problem, right? And so if this Purdue team gets to the point where they're in a fist fight with the team and they get down, they have to string together stops. That's a hard thing for this team. And that's why that bothers me so much because you're going to play teams that are good. You're going to get in fist fights, especially in the NCAA tournament. And chances are they're going to lose to a team that's not great, but just really, really motivated and really sound defensively. A team like Villanova right now, Villanova's healthier than they were when Purdue played them. But a team like Villanova in March or April, who's motivated, will put a hurting on Purdue, on this Purdue team as they stand right now. So let's go over a couple stats. Uh, I'm super happy about this game. Purdue improves to 22-4, 11-4 in the conference. They're, uh, what, second place in the conference after Michigan loss. Weird game. Doesn't make any sense. Stabanovic uh, shot his way out of his woes a little bit. He was 5-9 from 3. 17 points, led all scores. Uh, Trey Williams had 12 points. I think he had 6 of those in the first half. Uh, Ivy ended with 11. He had 0 points in the first half. He had 0 points deep into the first into the second half as well, I think. Um, like I said, it, I, there's a great question was asked to me on Twitter. Whose team is this? And maybe that's the problem. When the Carson Edwards team, which was inconsistent and flawed and bad versus Big Ten, you knew it was Carson Edwards' team, right? This team, I don't know whose team it is. I think that's a very fair, very fair criticism because you got to know who's leading on the court. I thought it was really uh, Williams' team. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. And today it looked like it was nobody's team, and that's probably this team's problem, maybe bigger than anything else. Defense is a problem. Not having a leader, bigger problem. Right, not even a guy that that's going to define the identity of the team is a big problem. Um, Ivy had a great take at the end of the game. It looked like like four times Purdue was just going to take it and just step on Maryland um, inside the four minute mark. When when Purdue scored um, to turn the tide to take the lead, I said this game's over. I said on Twitter, this game's over. You score one more time, it's over. Stefanovic hit a three, put him up by two. I think should have been over. Should have gone going away. They should have won. Great teams do that. Right. Great teams have bad games, but great teams do that. And they're like, okay, now blood's in the water. It's time to finish. Uh, Purdue didn't show that. Okay, Purdue shot 40% from three. Fine. Uh, free throw woes returned 66% from free throw. Eight of 12. Bigger than that, they didn't get to the line very often. That's something that always um, seems to aid Purdue, makes them better, makes them look better. Statistically, when you keep going to the basket, drawing fouls, good things happen. Um, let's see. Um, this is one that I wanted to see. I hadn't looked at yet. Um, 
Purdue did out-rebound Maryland, 33-30. to I don't know how that happens, but it felt like Maryland controlled the glass for most of the game. Uh, Purdue had more assists than Maryland, which is good. Uh, and Purdue ends the game not losing to Maryland, 62-61. to So, seriously, I'm not kidding. If, if you have a problem with me being critical of a Purdue team playing really bad basketball, that's fine. You can make comments of low. Uh, I don't care. That's that's okay. You, you know, you're you're right to it. But just don't expect, I'm not going to sugarcoat this crap. That's garbage, what we just saw. So I want Purdue to win. That's a bad Maryland team. You have to look at it in context of what we've just seen. They came out of that Michigan game unmotivated, just mediocre as hell. And I can't use the word malaise. They just, bleh, just a complete blah performance. So I don't know. If you guys know who the leader of the team is, Put in the comments. I think it's clear Ivy's the best player on the team. That's what I'm saying. Who's the leader? I think it's a little early. Ivy doesn't look like the guy that is that type of leader who's a vocal guy who can get the team together and tell them, hey, this is serious. We're down to Maryland by 10, 12 points in the second half. Uh, but Painter handles it almost like a pro coach, right, where he just wants them to play through it and grow up. That's cool. It's a great idea. And it would be great for pros, sadly. This team mentally is not filled with pros. They may be filled with pros that are guys that are talented enough to play in the next level and get paid to play basketball. But as a unit, mercy, they need lots of help and lots of timeouts and lots of ass kickings. I don't know how else to say it. I'll go to the comments here. Appreciate uh, uh, our sponsors, uh, Gridiron Metalworks, um, Martin Vintage, and AJ's. Thanks to them. Thanks uh, for... Listen to my voice today, to you guys. Zachary Young says, I was in the arena. What happened in the end of the game looked like a dummy bow. It's a good question. Um, told T Hunter that you could move and then turn it over. So what happened was there was a clock malfunction. Okay, so Purdue ran a play on the baseline. After a basket, you're allowed to pass the ball out of bounds. Purdue ran a play just to get the ball to Ivy so he would, he would have the ball for a free throw. They run that play. There's a clock malfunction, it looks like what it looked like to me because they got seven eight sec seven point eight seconds and they start it for like start with like 10 seconds so they get the ball in the refs go look at it and say there's a clock mal malfunction borowski make keeps making this pointing effort almost like looks like count it count it count it which means that play counted is what i think he was saying so he went over to hunter i think and said that inbounds play counted so now you cannot Count that as a dead ball after the basket, under the basket. So you can't pass it now. The problem is, I think, I think, and it, I'm sure some of you guys are officials or ex-officials, it's the official's job to tell the bench at that point of the situation. And I think he was supposed to go to Painter and did it. Instead, he went to Hunter and did it. I don't know if Hunter didn't understand the question. The play was already drawn up, and that's what happened. And then Purdue turns the ball over because they run the same play. Maryland gets it right under the basket with 7.8 seconds left if you didn't watch the end. And uh, then Purdue just gets scrappy. They didn't call the foul that probably uh, Gillis uh, legitimately committed. Purdue holds on, 62-61. Um, uh, Nathan Hartman says, this would have been an atrocious loss. Um, you drop a seat or two from this alone. Uh, this this is an atrocious win, right, Nathan? I, I don't know. Uh, I think you can say that. This is a bad win. We've, we've said this before. We've talked about ugly wins. It's one of the ugliest wins I've ever seen. Um, 
You're at home. The paint crew and Mackie Arena seem to be lathered up. Zachary Young could probably tell me. Um, they seem to be lathered up. They seem to be like trying to will the team to get there. But you just had just these dead faces. Like it looked to me like Williams, Hunter, and Ivy specifically just were not there. Like I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. I think this team will wake up. I really do. I think they will. But the problem is, I think we've seen the thing that will knock this team out of the NCAA tournament now. Not necessarily the defense, which is a problem, but the attitude. The fact that they don't believe that this is an urgent situation. It's urgent. Right now is urgent because right now you're playing for seeding, right? I mean, I don't care about the Big Ten title. I don't think the team does either, apparently. But there's no urgency there. Um, let's see. Uh, Sam uh, Bonnet says, how much do you think the team's bad performance in the last two games is from fatigue? I, 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 Sam, I don't know if you got to see my last quick cast or post-game wrap, whatever. You can check it out. I think fatigue is a huge deal right now, but I do think at some point you've got to kind of sack up. And this one should have been one where they just like adrenaline and ability should have pulled them across the finish line. They are a much better team than Maryland. And Maryland was down their best player. That's the other thing. They're best, down their best offensive player. Uh, Fats Russell looked great. He looked like he was another gear compared to everybody on the court. Purdue had nobody that stayed in front of him, whether it was Hunter or Ivy. Uh, Fats Ruff, Russell, to me, was the best player on the court. Um, obviously, Stefanovic, great to see him shooting the three effectively. I still think he has a lot of good shooting left in him just because we have a pretty— um, uh, we have a large sample size with him. We know what type of shooter he is. He's been off his game. He hasn't been shooting at the level that he's capable of. And I think he's going to keep shooting well just to get his average back up because, you know, water finds his level. Um, Nicholas uh, Stay says, I didn't like the foul at the end of the game just because our free throw shooting has not been consistent. Okay, so somebody, uh, Nick, thinks that Purdue shouldn't have fouled with a three-point lead. Uh, and uh, I think it's what he's saying. I think that's what he's saying. Um. But uh, if I apologize if I'm misunderstanding. Because um, somebody asked me about this on Twitter, too. Don't foul at the end. I say you foul at the end with that three-point lead and not give them the chance, not give them a Rutgers-type scenario. That game had crazy Rutgers vibes. It felt like this is going to end with a last-second shot. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, – I'm sorry if I don't understand. I, I'm really bad at doing two things at once, full, full disclosure. Um uh, Josh Deach says, uh, if Purdue can't get to the promised land with this talent, they never will. At one point, I thought they would. Not so much anymore. So, Josh, I agree with you that this talent looks like it should be a Final Four team. Let me give you a, a caveat, though. This tends to happen in sports sometimes, right, where a team gets over the hump and it looks like they should have done it before. Um, I, I can think of a, a couple different ex examples of stuff like this happening. I still think Matt Painter's going to get to the Final Four as a, as a Purdue coach. And it's not because you guys probably can tell I'm not a Matt Painter fanboy by any means. Um, absolutely not. Um, but I do think he's going to do it just because I think he's a good enough coach. And he, put, he has put together great teams. His recruiting, he has figured it out. He's got guys that are Purdue guys with that identity coming in year after year. Purdue is really just reloading at this point. They're going to lose three to five guys, depending on the situation, at the end of this season. Okay, And they are going to have so much talent next year. Like This team next year is going to be scary good. Trey Kaufman-Wren is going to be really good right out of the box. I really believe that. Uh, the kid from Westfield is an absolute—he just 
choose on glass for a hobby. I think he's got a great chip on his shoulder. He's a good athlete, comparable to Chris Kramer at the point, or maybe right in between Kramer and Lewis Jackson. He's very, very fast. He can get up and down quickly, and he can jump. Um, he's Smith, I think is his name. There is a lot of talent. And the lawyer is just a dead ice assassin shooter. Plus, you've got the seven-footer coming in, and if you've seen his practice video, gosh, he's a beast. So you, if Edie stays for another year, which it looks like he could because his draft stock has slipped, but if Edie stays, you have that seven-foot stagger again, and then you have just a very talented front right there. Um, I think Painter's going to get the Final Four, and now I don't think it's this year. Um, I have, and I can release this to you guys. You've heard me hint at it. I just My expectations are so adjusted here with this team. I don't know how else to say it. I wish it wasn't the case, but it to me, I just don't see, I don't see it with this team. I've watched enough basketball to say, okay, that team has some special thing going. And I keep saying, I don't know what a, I can't identify the the final four Purdue team because I wasn't cognizant of Purdue basketball last time they went there. I was five. Okay, so I don't know the feeling of what that team looked like as they were starting their run. The thing I, I said about Carson Edwards, I thought a guy that's a dynamic scorer in the NCAA tournament can throw you on his back and carry you a long way. And Carson Edwards did that. He did it very unexpectedly because that was not that great of a Purdue team, and he took him through Painter's glass ceiling, right? Through that Sweet 16 into the Final Eight. That was a big deal for Painter, okay? One of the big problems that I see, probably the biggest problem I see with this Purdue team, if you're going to say turnover problems, Purdue has the dynamic score in Ivy. Purdue has some good upperclassmen. Purdue's biggest problem is point guard play. It's inconsistent at best. And you need really good point guard play in the NCAA tournament. That seems like part of the formula, right? Very, very consistent point guard play that um, makes good decisions when the game's close because there's going to be a lot of close games. So, uh, let's see, a couple more comments here. Um, unused Channel says, uh, I have a feeling that we will choke like last year in the tournament. Um, this game, like I said earlier, kind of maybe a foretaste of what you might see from this Purdue team in the tournament, in that they just didn't look like they cared very much. I don't know how else to put my finger on it. don't know how else to say it. Just didn't look like they cared very much. I think they cared. I really do. I'm not saying these guys don't care about basketball. I'm saying that everybody on the court during the NCAA tournament cares a freaking hell of a lot, right? Every team does, right? There are some teams that are really talented that think they can kind of float their way through, and it feels a bit like this Purdue team believes that about itself. It believes that, yeah, we're different. We're different. We're so different, we don't have to do shit, and we're going to go roll the ball out and win tonight. And it looked like that's what they thought versus Maryland. If you disagree, comment below. Say something to me at Twitter. Um, and you're probably going to be wrong if you think that, that this team looked like they cared. I mean, my gosh. And if winning is just enough for you on this time, you clearly weren't a person that was like me in December who thought, okay, this offense is good enough that this is a special team that gets to the Final Four. So you're different than me. That's okay. We can have different perspectives, okay? You just watch Purdue basketball differently. This year, I watched with high expectations, and my expectations have now been adjusted down. I say this all the time about IU fans who talk about banners, right? IU fans talk about banners. And then a second later, they're celebrating when they upset a ranked team. They, you know, 
which one is it? Are you a team that 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 loves just winning and beating a team during the regular season? Or are you a team that is, has your freaking eyes set on championships all the time? We know the truth as Purdue fans about what IU has become. They may not realize it that generally, generationally the fans have changed. And the fan base has changed. Many of IU fans are New Yorkers. They're just people that are, that are kind of, they've been welcomed into this. They don't know the past. They heard about it and they see the dusty banners. Same thing with Purdue. You've got to be consistent here. To me, I will request all of us be, be consistent together, right? What are your expectations? What are your expectations? If you, expect it, if you expected a Final Four and you just saw what we just saw and you're like, great, they won, you're silly. You're silly. That isn't like losing to Michigan on the road, by the way. Playing Maryland like that at home is pretty egregious. So um, that's a bad Maryland team. I keep saying that. So, congrats to Maryland for fighting. So, uh, Nicholas uh, Lafince Stay says, Will it add Rams or Bengals? I want to say Bengals, uh, but uh, I feel like it's going to be Rams. I just think the Rams' defensive front is too good. I think they're going to be in Burrow's face all day. I know he's so good at handling pressure, but, yeah, I just I feel like I feel like it's the Rams' game. Um, I would love – like, I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals just because I – I love chaos in pro sports, and I like Joe Burrow. Tough not to like him. Uh, I don't know if he has a heart. His heart just, doo-doo. man, the dude's cool. Dude's cool. But um, that's that's what I think. I think it's probably gonna be the Rams. Um, uh, Josh says I teach fifth graders. Obviously, these young men aren't ten year olds, but they but they are identical. I have crazy smart kids in class, but they don't care. Head in the clouds. That's Purdue men's basketball. Okay. Um, Maybe it's a generational thing. But that's, I mean, they are in the same generation, but uh, they do have their heads in the clouds. I will say that. It seems like it. Um, so, yeah, that's, um, I think that's about all I have for you today. Um, it's funny, I was going to record something yesterday just talking about I don't know what to think about this team. Um, I really, I, I have a friend, he got, to, he got really good seats. He was at Mackey. We were at church together talking, talking and I said, I think Purdue's going to win going away by 20-something points, and I think Sasha's going to have at least 20. So I was close on part of my prediction. But I really thought they would win going away just because of the nature of the timing of the game. It's like the old Gene Katie adage, right? It's not who you play, it's when you play them. And Maryland was unfortunate, I thought, to play Purdue in the wake of that Michigan game. Instead, Purdue just continued the exact same thing we saw in the Michigan game. Incredible. It's incredible. So part of the reason I do these quick casts, these podcasts, these wrap-ups, is the catharsis of talking through it, okay? I appreciate having you guys live on here, honestly. It's great. I think it's fun. I feel a little bit better about it just because I feel a little bit more calm. I'm not as angry. And I shouldn't be angry. Let me, let me just say a philosophical thing. Why would I be angry? Who cares? How does this affect my life? I'm surrounded by mostly Purdue people. My family is all Purdue people and Purdue grads, right? But for some reason, this gets me freaking wound up like a clock. Shouldn't. Shouldn't. But it does. Um, I'm sure someone can be critical of me and tell me I'm not a good fan of this. Let me just say something to you. The person who's watching this says I'm not a good fan because I'm critical today. I've been, watch- I've been running a Purdue fan site for 15 years along with a couple of my friends, and I don't get paid to do it. So if that's a measuring stick of how much I care, I think it should be worth something. But sure, I'm a bad fan. I'm okay with that. All right, last thing. Zach uh, Nicholas, again, says it's good therapy. It is good therapy. 
Again, appreciate you guys being here. It's great. Um, Zach, the Purdue fan, says this team needs to get hot sooner than later. And that's what I asked, Zach. I made a little, uh, little Christmas wish. Peak in March and April. Just peak in March and April. And that's the thing. If this team could play its bas- best basketball in March and April. When I say its best basketball, I mean attitudes, shooters, everything comes together at the right time. They are absolutely worthy of their top three ranking, top five ranking. Absolutely. Absolutely of a one or a two seed, right? Right now, they are hurting themselves, though. So every game counts. We've seen other teams backslide. It happens this time of year. Man, if they could play their best basketball, though, at that time of year, it'd be awesome. So we're at about 25 minutes, 24 minutes and 22 seconds. So I'm going to wrap it up. Um, yeah, uh, Josh, thanks for tuning in. He says he appreciates what uh, what we do here. And uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. really means a lot. really does. I'm just like you. I'm just a schlep who watches Purdue basketball, cares too much. So um, been fun, been fun. I do feel better. I hope you see that. You helped me calm down. See, we, we helped each other here. So have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. And maybe I'll talk to you before the, what's the next game? Let's see. Sorry, I'm, I'm not, I, I take it one game at a time. I'm not looking too far ahead. I do know this part. So now you got Northwestern and Rut, Rutgers. At Northwestern, then versus Rutgers. And let's not forget, by the way, let's not forget, Rutgers is still owns Purdue and Matt Painter. Rutgers just absolutely owns them. So... Hopefully they can handle their business the next two games. They should be able to, but who knows, guys? Who knows? I think Purdue, like I said, I think Purdue will handle their business in both of those games. Um, But, gosh, they've shown something bad. So we'll talk to you soon. God bless you guys. We'll see you. Amen.